Hello, chefs. You're listening to Chef's PSA Podcast. I'm your host, Andre Natera. On today's episode, we're going to talk about being the new person in the kitchen and what you need to do when that's you. Stay tuned. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. So let's get started. I think, you know, before we get into this podcast, I want to address a couple of things. The first thing I want to address is I got a DM recently saying that the audio on this podcast sometimes sounds really low. So hopefully I've corrected it on this episode and it sounds a little bit higher for those of you that were uh, saying that the audio was a little bit low. Hopefully that's corrected. The second thing someone mentioned to me is that sometimes there's a little bit of an echo and I apologize for that. I don't have any uh, sound panels in my office where I record. So hopefully I've made some adjustments to the office. Hopefully the echo is toned down a little bit. I'm not sure if it's going to be completely gone, but hopefully that's a little bit better. I will continue to work on it. Thank you for the feedback. I appreciate it. But anyway, what have I been up to this week? Well, I had a couple of thoughts. And uh, you know, before you get into what it's like to be the new person in the kitchen, uh, I want to share my thoughts with you. And today on, on Chef's PSA on the Instagram and Twitter, I posted a chef's knowledge comes from doing... The rest is just theory. So as I wrote that, and I wrote the the caption beneath the post, I was channeling my inner uh, Sun Tzu, thinking like the art of war. And you know the reason that is is because I, right now I'm reading The Art of War. Um, actually, I just finished reading The Art of War, and now I'm reading another book on The Art of War with commentary. So my mind is like fully immersed in the mind of Sun Tzu and thinking like Sun Tzu, art of war, strategy, etc. So I was like, man, I'd, I'd like to write another book. I think about it often. Like I have two ideas in mind if I do. One would be things that I learned from my mentor. So it'd be just little stories on the lessons that I learned as a young cook from my mentor. And the other one I was thinking would be the kitchen art of war. So just strategies, mental strategies on running a kitchen, uh, but more philosophical, not so much, uh, not super practical, but more on, on thinking like a strategist. I'm a, I'm a big chess player, so I think a lot on strategy and I read a lot of books on strategy. So anyway, if you have a preference on which one you would like to read, let me know um, because I'm contemplating whether I'm going to write them and I'm contemplating if I do, which one would I write first? Anyway, uh, kitchen strategy is important. Today's episode is kitchen strategy. So you're the new person in the kitchen and what are some things that you need to look out for? So the reason this podcast came up is someone DM'd me and they said, hey, I'm going to go on, a, on, a, on an interview at a place and uh, it's, a, it's a working interview and they got to work the full day. I don't know if it's a stage or a trail, but anyway, we didn't get into that. But it really doesn't matter. Let's just assume right now you're the new person in the kitchen. Maybe it's your first day on the job. Maybe you're a stage. 
Maybe you're doing a trail. I don't know. But regardless, it's not your kitchen and it's day one. What are some things that you should do and what are some things that you should look out for when you are the new person in the kitchen? So this person had asked me for advice and I gave them some advice, but I thought, you know, this is actually good subject matter for a podcast. So I scrapped today's podcast, which was going to be on, on, uh, on a different subject and I, and I'm going to replace it with this one. So with that being said, let's just say you're the new person in the kitchen and I'm giving you advice from two perspectives. One, as a chef, what I'm looking for when a new person comes in the kitchen and two, having been the new person in the kitchen, things that I've done that worked or didn't work, things that I know that I've done that pissed people off and things that I know that I've done that people really liked. So let's start with that, that I, I, I do have some experience. So the first thing I would say is number one, show up early in uniform, whatever uniform may be. I don't know if uniform where you're at is going to be a chef coat and, and you know, black pants. Uh, maybe it's jeans and a t-shirt and a baseball cap. Whatever the uniform is, show up in uniform. Show up and look like everyone else looks within that kitchen. So number one, show up in uniform and look like the team. Number two, don't be late. Don't be super early, right? You don't want to show up an hour, an hour early, but uh, don't be late at all. Be ready to be in the kitchen on work time. And actually a few minutes early on your first day, if it's an interview or a trail, is not, is not a, it's not a bad idea, right? You need to get acclimated to the new kitchen. You need to know your way around. So arriving a few minutes early is not going to be a bad thing. So arrive early, on time, do not be late. And as they say, if you're on time, you're late. So anyway, don't be late, be on time, awake and ready as I like to say. Next thing I like to do is when I go into a new kitchen and also uh, something that was a practice when that I did when I was a chef is whenever you go into the kitchen, it's always shake in, shake out. Um, and I know nowadays maybe it's a fist bump because people don't like shaking hands post COVID. So whatever the case may be, go introduce yourself to people, acknowledge them. I'm the new person. Assuming that's okay, because some kitchens it's like busy and it's, you know, it's in the middle of service. Don't, don't walk down the line with your knife roll, sticking your hand out while someone has a hundred orders and say, hi, I'm Andre. Nice to meet you. Anyway, don't do that. If it's appropriate, go introduce yourself to everyone in the kitchen. Ask if you're unsure. If you're unsure, go ask everyone. Can I introduce myself to everyone? If they say yes, great. Go introduce yourself and make sure that they know your name, who you are, you're the new familiar face. It's just professional. It's common courtesy. Um, and it's establishing respect amongst you and the rest of the team. As I like to say, eyes open, mouth closed, ears listening. When you go into the new kitchen, you need to be observing everything. When you go into the walk-in cooler, pay attention. Where are the eggs? Where's the milk? Where's the proteins? Where's the cheese? whatever the case may be. Where's the produce? Pay attention where everything is. Eyes are open. You're seeing how people work. You're seeing where everything is at. You know where the dish station is. You start to get a feel of the culture, right? Listen to what people are telling you. Pay attention to the way people talk in that kitchen. Pay attention to the noise level in the kitchen. All these things are important. Mouth closed. And the reason I say mouth closed, I don't mean don't talk. I mean, on your first day, the worst thing you could do is like, oh, let me tell you about me and let me tell you where I staged and let me tell you who I know. And, oh, I used to work for so-and-so and they were on the Food Network. And, oh, do you know so-and-so? Oh, yeah, they're my mentor. It's like, no, no one cares, right? The fact of the matter is you're the new person and everyone's sizing you up. And if you're the person that walks into the new kitchen and just brags about everyone you know, everything that you've done, Everywhere you've cooked, every single kitchen that you walked through the door and picked herbs and then all of a sudden you put it on your resume because, you know, it was cool to put so-and-so on your resume even though you really didn't do anything, don't be that person. Resist every single urge you have 
to tell everyone where you staged at on day one. Don't do it. Trust me. If someone asks you, you could talk about it. But if no one's asking you where you've staged at, if no one's asking you your work experience, don't tell them. A couple of other things. Where you're at, you need to know how they do things there. So when the chef tells you, this is how we do it, a couple of things to not say, right? Really stupid things to say is, I learned it another way in school. Do not say that. It doesn't matter what you learned in school. The chef is the chef or whoever's teaching you. The way they want you to do it is the way you do it, period. It doesn't matter if you know another way. It doesn't matter if they taught you a different way in your last place. It doesn't matter if you saw it a different way on TV. It doesn't matter if you saw someone on YouTube do it differently. It does not matter. Where you're at is the right way to do it. The right way to do it is the way the chef wants you to do it. That's Honestly, that's like the number one chef's PSA. What's the right way to do things? The way your chef wants you to do it wherever you're at. So do not open your mouth and say, I learned it differently in school or I learned it differently at my last job. Unless they ask you, don't tell them. And I'm not saying you can never say that and offer input because you can, but don't do that on the first day and definitely don't do that if you're on a job interview or a stage or a trail or something like that. It's it's the quickest way to annoy the team and say, oh, you know, we don't want them on our team. They're a know-it-all and all they do is talk about themselves and who they know, where they've worked and blah, blah, blah. No one cares. And that's, that's the reality is yes, maybe some people do care, but the reality is like more experienced chefs and more experienced chefs are usually the ones that are making the hiring and firing decisions. They don't care unless they're asking you, they usually don't care what you did at the last job. Usually now, of course there's exceptions to the rule because there's that one person listening and say, well, I care. I want to know what everyone's done and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well that person cares, but like 90% of the people don't care. Everyone just wants to know, are you here? Are you engaged? Are you listening? Are you fully focused on what we're trying to teach you here? So again, the way to, the way to do things is the way that they do it there. The next thing, highly advise this. Bring a notepad, bring a pen. Some people use their phone. It depends on where you work, right? But write everything down that they're telling you. Recipes, write them down. Station diagrams, draw it. Whatever the case may be, take as many notes as possible. It's going to show that you have interest in what they're doing, what they're teaching you, and that you're taking it very serious and that you take your job serious. Someone wants the very serious person on their team, right? Work clean, work fast, have a certain sense of urgency, pace and intensity. That's going to be the key to uh, fitting in with the team, right? Now, I, I will say this is it's very important that you kind of match the pace to the rest of the kitchen. So if, if you're not sure how fast you should work, you should be working as fast as everyone else works in the kitchen. There's a certain cadence in every kitchen. Everyone's moving, you know, to a certain beat. There's a certain rhythm, how cooks work and you need to, you need to watch them and say, okay, everyone's moving at this speed. I need to move at that speed or faster, right? Everyone works this clean. I need to work this clean or cleaner, right? You have to establish what the baseline is in the kitchen that you're going into and you need to work to that level or better, right? If you could work at a higher level, that's great. If you could work cleaner than the kitchen where you're already at, that's good, but you can't work dirtier. If you could work faster than the place that you're going in, that's great, but you can't be slower. So those are two things that you need to understand when you go into a place that they, that you need to match the speed and the cleanliness of everyone else on the team, right? So that's, that's also something very important to pay attention to because if, if you're there on a job interview, they want to know that, that you get the certain rhythm of their kitchen that you could handle it. Now, 
let's just say it's a stage or an interview or something like that. And maybe it's a working interview or a, a paid viewing interview. I'm, I'm not sure, depending on what you're going through or what country you live in or what city you're in. Every place has something different. But let's just say, for this example, that you're doing kitchen work. And they put you on some menial task, right? Uh, keep in mind that a lot of places will give you very hard tasks that are not realistic to what the job really is because they want to know if it's going to break you. If you're going to get upset with menial things that they give you, you're, you're probably not a good fit for the team. So understand sometimes they're going to give you things to kind of push your buttons. Right or wrong, it, it happens, right? Pay attention to that. Don't lose your cool. Don't get upset. Um, stay calm, right? Maintain composure, during this time, people need to see that you're cool, you're relaxed, you're professional, and that you could handle yourself in a kitchen. So even if the tasks seem a little bit uh, difficult, right, get through it. I could tell you a story. I, I know a place, and I won't say where, but I know a place that would make you go in and, and you know, uh, make you do all these things. Like, okay, you got to do all this, and then you got to clean the walk-in, uh, and then maybe you got to clean the walls, and you got to do all this. And they would have, you know, several people interviewing, and a lot of people would be like, I'm not taking this job right? I'm not here to clean walls. I'm not here to clean walk-ins or whatever. So they'll, they'll, they'll weed people out. And then the last person standing, right? The last person standing that said, okay, I'll clean the walls. I'll do this. I'll do that. And they'll say, great. Now that we've weeded out all those other people, you got the job. We just wanted to know that if push comes to shove and you have to do some harder tasks that you can do it and you're going to be able to do it without an attitude. So a lot of places do that. Um, you know, they give you that sort of shit test to see what your line is, to see what your threshold is. Because realistically on a team, sometimes you're going to have to do things that you don't want to do. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Right? <laughs> a lot of kitchen work is doing things that you don't want to do. So understanding that there might be some shit tests going on will help you to understand, like, it doesn't matter what they're giving you. Just do it. Put your head down. Keep going. It might be a test to see how you're going to react. So keep, keep that in mind. Another thing to keep in mind, um, again, it might be an interview. Maybe you're doing a cooking interview. I would do this when I was a chef. I would, I would have people interact with people just to see how do they behave? Are they nice? Um, are they engaging? Do they, do they fit in well with the team? And then some of the cooks would come back and report to me and be like, oh no, th this person's a jerk the way that we're talking to the stewarding team or you know whatever the case may be. So people are watching you. Keep that in mind. If someone's coming up to you to be extra friendly and you're on a job interview, it, it, it might be a setup, right? So keep your guard up. Um, well, honestly, maybe you don't keep your guard up. Just be a nice person. <laughs> maybe is the better advice I could give you. Uh, don't be an asshole, right? Learn to be kind and work with others is probably the best advice I could give you. Not not fake it and then go to, go back to being an asshole once you get the job. Um, it's probably bad advice. But anyway, um, just keep in mind. Long story short is just keep in mind uh, people are watching. So be mindful of your behavior. And the last bit of advice that I will give you when it comes to this is a lot of times, uh, maybe you're on a multiple uh, day stage or trail, or maybe you're the new person and it's day one and day two uh, is coming up. And a lot of times, and this is like an old industry trick, 
the seasoned line cooks will say, hey, come out with us and let's get drunk. They're going to take you to a bar and they're going to get you really wasted knowing that tomorrow is going to be a hard day. And they're doing that to see, is this person going to call off? Are they going to drink too much? Are they going to drink too much and, you know, talk a bunch of crap about their old employer? Are they going to drink too much and act, act the fool? They're testing your character. So on that first night out of drinks, until you really get to know these person, eventually, you know, you know how it is. You work in a kitchen, you get to know everyone. They become, they become family. They become the homies, whatever the case may be. But that's not you just yet. Assume that on day one, when they take you out, it's still a test, right? You're still interviewing or you're still the new person in the kitchen. I, I wouldn't drink. Drink water if you can. Uh, maybe avoid getting drunk. Or maybe even say, you know what? I'll go for just one drink, but then I got to go home immediately after that because I got to take care of something, right? Don't be the person that stays out till five in the morning and then has to come in to work that Sunday brunch shift and then you call off and then all those cooks are going to be telling the chef, oh yeah, we took them out for drinks and uh, look at they called off on their first date. Anyway, understand that sometimes the test still continues after you get out of work. Uh, it's an unfortunate situation, uh, but it's true. I'll tell you a funny story. This almost has nothing to do with this podcast in particular, but uh, the the hangover reminded me of a, I, I'm not going to use the person's name. Let's call him Bob. So I had a sous chef named Bob and Bob was honestly one of my closest friends and I've worked with Bob for a while and I really like Bob and Bob was loyal and Bob never calls off sick, right? Bob is always the person that's going to come in before everyone and, and be the last one out of the kitchen. Bob is a hard worker. Well, anyway, one day, uh, one of the other sous chefs was supposed to open with Bob and I was coming in late and, uh, I get a phone call from my, from my sous chef and she says, Hey, uh, Bob's not here. It's not like him to be late. He was supposed to be here at 8 AM. It's 10 o'clock, no sign of Bob. And I'm like, Oh shit. Uh, that's, that's not like Bob at all. I got a little bit worried that he's never, never been late. And, uh, I thought to myself, I wonder if he's okay. So anyway, I, um, I, I called his phone, doesn't answer. Now, that's a huge red flag for me because Bob always answers his phone. First ring, chef's calling. First ring, boom. Yes, chef, how can I help you? Bob was like the typical soldier, yes, chef, never late, always answers if it's work. Like you need someone to come in on their day off, Bob's there, right? So I'm like, oh shit, Bob's not answering his phone. That's odd. And I keep calling. So I call my sous chef back. I'm like, hey, have you, have you, Checked in on him and she's like, yeah, I've called him multiple times, sent him many texts, no answer. Now I'm a little bit worried and I'm like, shit, uh, this is not good. Uh, and of course my mind is going like a thousand miles an hour. What could, what could be going on with Bob? Anyway, so I call up my, my other friend who used to be uh, my sous chef and I say, hey, can you do me a favor? And he's like, yeah, what's up? And he's half asleep, right? So it's like noon. We still haven't heard from Bob. Again, Bob's supposed to be there at 8 a.m. said, hey, can you do me a favor? We've been trying to get hold of Bob. And uh, can't find him. No one could seem to find him. He's like, that's weird. I was with him last night. I said, really? He says, yeah, he's, Bob's moving. So, you know, we helped him pack this, that, and the other. And uh, yeah, I was with him last night. Uh, he was fine. I said, really? What time did you leave his place? He's like, I don't know. Uh, it was pretty late, but yeah, I left. He's like, I was like, oh shit. Well, can you do me a favor? Can you, because I don't know where Bob lives. I said, can you go to Bob's house and just just knock on the door and make sure he's okay, do a wellness check. And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. But I'm telling you, I was with him last night. There was no problems. I'm like, okay. So anyway, uh, my friend goes over and, 
he calls me as soon as he gets to Bob's house. He hasn't knocked on the door yet. And he says, hey, chef, uh, I just want to tell you, I think we need to be, be very prepared because I think Bob's dead. And I'm like, fuck, don't say that. He's like, I'm just, we just need to be prepared. I think, I think Bob might be dead. So um, let's just be prepared. Anyway, <laughs> he goes and knocks on the door. Uh, Bob's alive. Bob was hungover. He drank too much the night before with the other chef. Uh, and he, he came to work. He was so sorry. He's like, chef, I don't know what happened. This never happens to me. I drank way too much. I'm moving, blah, blah, blah. I'm exhausted. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, we, you know, we all killed you. Like we all thought you were dead. Like we literally thought Bob was dead. Anyway, the point being is, uh, number one, like don't call off it, like keep your phone on. Um, but keep in mind that chefs will sometimes do that. They'll take you out. They'll get you super wasted just to just to really shit test you and see if, um, if, if, if you have what it takes to be a part of the team. So be responsible. Understand that sometimes that does happen. Not, and I'm not saying any of this is always going to happen, but a lot of it does. And if you want to make the best impression on a stage, on an interview, on a trail, on day one, these are some basic things to keep in mind is, you know, if I could summarize it, you know, work at the pace or better of the kitchen that you're in, uh, get to know the people, you know, take notes, listen, don't talk about how you did it at the last job or in school, learn the new way to do it. Eventually you'll be able to talk about those things, but uh, wait until you have time there. A lot of people see it as a flex and it rubs a lot of people the wrong way. So anyway, that's just day one in the kitchen, new advice. Anyway, that kind of wraps up today's show. I hope you liked it. Thank you so much. If you all want to support the show, go to chefspsa.com. There we have everything, Culinary Leadership Fundamentals books. Um, audiobook is out now as well. The video course is also available. Um, you could check out the Line Cook Survival Manual. There's merch, How Not to Be the Biggest Idiot in the Kitchen book, an audiobook. And uh, I'll also, for free, if you want it, there is a 100 recipe ebook that I wrote. It's free. You can go to my, uh, you go to my website and it'll take you to the link there. And uh, we'll see you next week. Hit the porno music. <laughs>